everybody, and welcome to the Freedom Entrepreneur Podcast. My little freedom seekers out there, I'm so excited to have you joining us today. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland, high-performance business consultant, helping you break free into this online space that I know is so overwhelming. Sometimes it's like, what are we supposed to do? What could we do differently? Um, My guest today is just the right person that I know you've been looking for. She is a YouTube expert specifically Today, we're going to talk to you podcasters who've been really thinking about breaking into YouTube because I know right now YouTube is hot, right? They've got the short form content. They've got the long form content. My gosh, doesn't it just sound like music to your ears to say, I can only play in one one space and, and make it right? That just sounds so glorious. (laughs) So I know this is something that's been on your mind, but there's a lot to learn about YouTube. But today we are going to get really specific about what things you need to do differently with your podcast to make it work on YouTube. So let me introduce my guest. Give me one second while I pull up her awesome bio. This is Kaylee Bell. Kaylee is the owner and founder of All Things Podcasting. She's a podcast strategist for ambitious entrepreneurs who want to create high converting audio and video content. She's here to simplify and systemize creating and launching your podcast with a YouTube channel tied in. So let's introduce her. Hi, and welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. I love all things podcasting and YouTube and repurposing and making your content, you know, the biggest bang for your buck. So I'm excited to dive in with your audience today. Absolutely. And I know we were just chatting a little bit um, before we got onto the call and we're talking about some of the things that specifically podcast podcasters, the mistakes they're making. Let's, let's kind of talk about that. Oh, but first, will you share a little bit about your story and how you got into what you're doing? Yes, definitely. So um, I originally worked in early childhood education, so I have made a total career shift um, in the past couple of years. Um, So I, just like a lot of us, I was burnt out and spending way too much time at my nine to five, which oftentimes turned into a, you know, 630 to 630 kind of situation. So I ended up transitioning in 2019, right before the pandemic. So very good timing, came online, started as a VA, did Facebook and Instagram ads for a little while, very quickly realized that that was not my jam. Um, And I had done podcast management for some of my VA clients. And I was like, I'm just going to go all in on this. Like I see the potential, I see the ROI that it has for my clients and creating content and getting their name out there and connecting with our audience. So I dove all in, hired on my best friend as my business partner, and we've kind of been rocking and rolling at it ever since. That's fantastic. Well, I'm so glad you did, and I'm so glad we connected on Facebook. I've been looking for somebody like you to come onto the show, and I'm just truly grateful you're here to share the message. Okay, so what are podcasters doing? Like, if you could give like three or four things that we're doing, that's a mistake, right? As far as YouTube goes, not necessarily on the podcast, because it seems like on podcasts, pretty much anything flies, but YouTube's a little more picky. So what, what things could we do that we're, we're messing up (laughs) or we can do different? Yeah. So this definitely applies to both podcast and YouTube. These first two things are like the, whether you are creating a podcast, you're creating a YouTube video, you're doing Facebook lives, no matter what kind of content you're creating, you need to look at the content and the time. So we need to like really narrow down this. I have coaching calls all the time with podcasters and I'll listen to a couple of their episodes and I'm like, 
your episode covered 17 different topics and they're all great topics, but we can't cover everything all in one episode. Break it down into bite-sized chunks. Only focus in on one thing at a time and give your audience what they need to know about that one thing. What's the problem? Why is it a problem? What's the solution? And keep it in a shorter time frame. So if you're doing just a podcast, I say under 30 minutes. If you're doing a podcast and a YouTube channel and you're repurposing that content across the board, then I would try to keep that content at that like 15 to 20 minute mark because for podcasts after that 30 minute mark, it drops off. And as far as like listenership and people staying on and you want to get people to the end of the episode so they hear that call to action at the end and know what next step to take. Same deal with YouTube, but it's even shorter. People are watching a video on their phone And after that like 15 minute mark, they're like, okay, the kids are screaming or I need to leave for pickup or, you know, something else needs to be done. So we want to keep it in that digestible range where people are making it all the way through the video. Hey, Pie Tribe, have you gotten your ticket out of the rat race yet? I'm talking about the free guide, five ways to earn $5,000 a month with passive income that could be yours right now. All you need to do is text the word PIE, P-I-E, to 33777 and get your copy today. Yes. Okay. So those are good times. Now, if you're talking strategy with somebody and would you tell them to go ahead and record and then just edit the video down or do you recommend they try to record within that 15 minute window from the get-go? How do you, how do you go about that? Yeah. So you can do either or. So a lot of times we'll have clients who they don't, they can't make themselves stay in that 15 minute window. Right. So we'll say, okay, we'll focus for the first 15 minutes on, you know, this one specific thing. And then you can go over and we can add that as a separate YouTube video. We can break it up into two parts. If you feel more comfortable, if you know, you've got a really good flow going for a 30 minute episode, or if you, a lot of times people will do like, Q&A at the end with their guests, like, you know, a rapid fire situation, or they'll do a live and do Q&A at the end. And they're using that for their podcast. So we can like break those sections apart and turn it into multiple YouTube videos. Same deal with your podcast. We have clients all the time that we take their webinars that they do, and we'll break it into four or five different podcast episodes um, just to make it more digestible for the audience, because nobody's going to sit and listen to a two hour and 30 minute with Q and a, um, podcast episode. So we're always trying to find the way to make the content stretch the farthest and be the most applicable for different platforms. Okay. So this leads me to another question because, you know, right now the name of the game everywhere online is holding people's attention, right? We know this is the And that's why you're talking about the length of these podcasts and videos. Um, I get that. But then how do you keep people engaged throughout that 15 minute segment or 20 minute uh, podcast? Yeah. So a lot of people are just doing the talking head videos um, and they're just sitting there face to face with your audience, which is great. That's better than just having like an image because right now through Libsyn, which is a podcast host, you can have it auto distribute your podcast episode to YouTube. And it just has an image like your cover art. Um, And that's fine. At least it's putting the content out there. You're going to get some eyeballs on it. Talking head is kind of like one step above that where you're just using the zoom recording. Then you can start to add in things like B-roll. 
um, which is basically like video clips that you're adding in. Think of, you know, a video of somebody's feet walking across the beach or traffic in a city street or somebody making cookies, like all these like short little snippet videos. You can add those in um, on top of your video. Your audio is still playing, but it's no longer showing your face. Um, so you can add those in to keep engagement. Just changing the screen up helps people stay, um, you know, actively engaged in the content. You can also add like stickers on top of it, kind of like you do in stories where, you know, you're pulling up something in the corner or you're pulling up an image or you're showing another video clip. All of those things can kind of add engagement. You can also do a video more of like an informational, like almost like a classroom is how I explain it to people, like where you're writing things up on a chalkboard or you're screen sharing and showing things. You just have to be mindful when you do that, that it's also going to be applicable on the podcast. So people can see what you're doing, but you're not necessarily talking about it unless you have a team that's going to be going through and editing those pieces out. Or you're okay with going on the podcast and saying, hey, this was recorded on our YouTube channel. You're going to hear me referencing a chart. If you want to see that chart, click the link in the show notes to go watch the video. So there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of add some interest, add some more visual aspects so that it keeps people engaged. And it's not just, they just don't feel like they're just staring at you talk the whole time. Right. Yeah. That was a lot of good information. Okay. So a lot of editing. That's what my brain is saying. Like, oh man, that sounds like a lot of work. I'll tell you this. I spent Monday, true story. I had a seven minute episode. It took me four hours to edit in Descript. I was using Descript. I don't know if you use Descript, but that's what we use. Yeah. Okay. I was like, am I just making this harder? (laughs) Now I will say the caveat to that was this was the first episode or video editing I'd ever done where I tried to be more dynamic. Usually I do just the talking head thing. Um, And this time I thought, okay, I'm going to add some B-roll. I'm going to put in some text. I'm going to kind of try to make it a little bit more interesting. It's probably very lame. I will admit that hundred percent, but I still put it out there. (laughs) But um, yeah, four hours for a seven minute episode. I was like, this is for the birds really. And I know it would get faster the more I do it, but like, what is realistic? Like what people who've been doing this for a while, what do you think it takes to edit a 10 minute video to look good for YouTube? Yeah. So for podcasting, we say four times the length of the episode. So if it was a 10 minute episode, we say it would take about 40 minutes to edit that episode, make everything sound good, pull out all the, you know, awkward pauses, the transition words, add the intro and outro, all of that stuff, get it done. For YouTube videos, if you are adding in those dynamic pieces, it's probably going to take you about six to eight times the length of the video. So if we're talking a 10 minute video, it could be an hour to an hour and a half of editing um, in order to add in all of those fun aspects, which is why most of the time people outsource it when they start getting to that level that they're like, okay, I'm going all in on YouTube. I want to create this video content. I want to pull shorts. I want my shorts to be dynamic. I want all of the things, right? Mm -hmm. There's just no way one person while also running a business can do all of those things. So you kind of have to tamper your expectations, go into it saying, you know, I'm just going to add the end page. I'm going to add, you know, one image in the middle and I'm going to call it a day. And that's where we're at right now. And that's okay. And then as you're, you know, growing and you're learning more and be 
being able to do it more quickly, or you're able to outsource, then you can add in all of these extra pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was definitely giving myself some grace. I'm like, it's your first time. I had to figure out the layers and how to find the text after I wrote it. And I mean, there was some things to figure out, but yeah, I know it would be a little quicker than, but that made me wonder too on the intro. So I'm curious, I see this a lot with podcasts. You know, we do a pretty lengthy intro. We tell our story a little bit. We make it catchy and fun, which I personally, as a listener, I like because when I'm binging on somebody's podcast, I can tell really easily when the new episode starts, like it's just rolling into the new one. So I think it's great for that, but I'm not so sure that it's great for YouTube, but I'm, I'm really curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. So we do a really condensed version for YouTube videos. So basically we're going to throw some B-roll up there, or we're going to throw some, like a lot of our clients have their own B-roll where they've had their husband or their teenager follow them around with an iPhone camera, like walking down the street or getting stuff from their kitchen or working at their desk. And so we'll kind of like put that in the video um, and then have them record just a real quick intro, like, Hey, welcome to my channel. Here's who it's for. Here's what we're talking about. The end. Like that's all that intro has to be. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. And do you guys see, do you, when you're the, in charge of somebody's podcast, do you also track their analytics and help them understand that? Yes. Yeah, we do. And podcasting analytics are tricky, tricky, tricky. Um, there's not a lot of solid data out there. So we like to do like specific links. So say we're promoting a freebie or we're promoting a program, we'll add like a backslash podcast to the end of the link that we put in the show notes. Um, or backslash YouTube to the link that we're putting in the YouTube description. That way we can kind of more easily track on the back ends, like how many clicks are each of these links getting? How many conversions are they getting? So that we can see if maybe we need to change up some things with the search engine optimization and keywords, or if we need to focus on different, you know, episode titles or even topics to kind of draw in those right people and see if what we're doing is actually converting because that's the whole point of the content. We don't want to push stuff out. Engagement is great, but if it's not creating conversions, then it doesn't really matter in the end. Exactly. Um, amen to that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work for no, no conversions. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So these are all amazing things. Like my brain is just exploding with thoughts on this, but you're, so tell me more about your team. Like you guys really do. I mean, are you a one-stop shop or is there just certain things that we would get from you? How can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah. So it is kind of one-stop shop. It's kind of a, we started off doing just podcasting. And then as people were coming in, we're like, okay, so you have the podcast, you have all this content. You need to be talking about it places. Like we had so many clients that we would go to their Facebook page or their Instagram, and you would have no idea that they had a podcast. There'd be no information on it. They wouldn't have it linked up. There wouldn't be any post or anything shared from it. So we're always going in and we're talking about the strategy, right? That's like the core of everything we do is what is the strategy? What's going to drive those conversions? What episodes do we need to be making? What do those episodes need to contain? And then from there, we're creating the pieces of content. So basically our clients record one video each week at that 15 to 30 minute mark. And we take that video, we turn it into a podcast episode, get it published on their pod podcast, turn it into a YouTube video, get it published on their YouTube and then we're taking it and we're breaking it down into all of the things that every business owner needs to be creating, but they just don't have the time. Blog posts and emails and YouTube shorts and stories and reels and Facebook and Instagram posts and LinkedIn posts, all of the things for all of the places. 
so that they have, you know, their big weekly pieces of content. And then they're also posting to socials every single day without even having to give it an extra thought. And everything sounds like them. That's the biggest thing I hear from people who hire like a social media manager is they're like, this person came in, they, you know, created content that yes, it's focused on my business, but it doesn't sound like me. It doesn't align with what I would say. So we're pulling it directly from your words. So everything is going to sound like you wrote it. And then all the content you want to do on top of that, you can show up from a place of joy, a place of service when you're inspired so that it doesn't feel like this daily chore of, oh my gosh, what am I going to post on Facebook today? Right. Yes. Just to, just it's sitting here enjoying the idea of that for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that sounds delightful. I can imagine this is just a huge relief for entrepreneurs who are already busy, coaches, course creators, you know, anybody in a space where you have a podcast, even mortgage brokers and realtors, people who've started a podcast, just to kind of get that extra oomph and, and authority building, brand building in their business. But they're busy doing what they do best. Um, you know, guys, I encourage you to reach out to, is it it is Kaylee, right? Yes, it is Kaylee. Yeah. Like, I guess I should have asked that. I just assumed. Um, so, you know, reach out to Kaylee at allthingspodcasting.com. Where else can they connect with you? Yeah, so I'm most active on Facebook. I am a tried and true millennial. That is where I hang out. Um, Nate, I don't really make it over to Instagram very much, but I am there. But my we have a Facebook group and I'm really active on my personal Facebook page always commenting and chatting with people on there. So don't ever hesitate to send me a DM. I love chatting back and forth with people. So, and we have a podcast as well. If somebody wants to just kind of get more information and figure out if podcasting is right for them, then we have the All Things Podcasting podcast. Excellent. Hey, I mean, goodness gracious, this is a great episode. I appreciate you so much. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun.